This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Touchdown. Vershawn Jackson, number 34, gets the touchdown. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Defending Terrell Farley. Who last week in his first start was a holy terror. Number 43. And Jake Bakoven. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Powered by Bauer. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Welcome back to the Jackson Show. I better get off my soapbox. You know what I'm saying? Good thing I ain't in the studio. We know that. You came yesterday. That's what I said. I pulled up. Didn't see your truck. I said, oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Shouldn't have came yesterday. I said it, Bob. Yeah. Congratulations. Hey. Congratulations on your on your new sandwich today, Bob. You earned it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Look at it on the bright side. You guys get a free sandwich. I don't want it. I'm, I'm full already, man. I, Why are you full? Man, I made pancakes around about 7.20 this morning. And I made three big ones and some scrambled and some cheesy eggs. I ate them. I was laying down in the bed talking. And the next thing you know, it was 9.52. Oh, my God. I never drove so fast to get here. But once I knew I was late, I said, I better stop and get me a soda on my way. <laughs> so that's why okay. I made Captain. But yeah, I know. You, you know you can at least you, know, call, you can at least call us. I knew when you didn't. We usually talk early, and I knew when I didn't hear a text or a call from you. I was like, uh oh, because you said, hey, you you asked me yesterday, and we I did what we talked about yesterday. You said, well, why you don't lay down? Because I won't get up and do the show, mm. and I almost did that. <laughs> if it was hey, if it was ten thirty and I'd woke up, y'all would have been doing the show. Bach would have had two free sandwiches. <laughs> oh man, a lot today. of sandwiches. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, Captain, and you know, but here's the thing I can say that that you're coming about. We didn't, Scott didn't develop a kid that, that stayed here for all four years, in my opinion. Because everybody we got transferred. Casey, transfer. Anthony Grant, transfer. Trey Palmer, transfer. Uh, Vocalic, transfer. Besides any other transfer, we, we, he, 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 he's not a good developer. Now, that's what I need Matt Rule to be. I needed him to be a developer and, and to hold these players accountable of their actions on the field. Because it's one thing Coach McBride did. Every eleven players have their own their own their own um how you say it about your own adjustments or your own theory of how you you your your own assignment. Mm. Now ten out of eleven doing the right thing, that 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 eleventh guy could be the weak spot, and that can hurt you. I mean, and, 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 and it showed in games where execution wasn't up to par. It wasn't taken seriously. When you execute, that means all 11 are on their player, and then something happens. You get a sack. You get a, you get a pick. You get a fumble. You do something. Now, when you don't execute, you miss tackles. Uh, plays break down. You got long runs. You, you, your quarterback gets sacked. Stuff like that. Now, that's what I'm hoping Matt Rule can do. Develop these young men. Well, 
I mean, I think that's what is being done right now as we speak. I think I don't want to, again, I'm not going to discount. If Mickey Joseph could do it in seven days, certainly. In seven, in, in not even in, 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 was it seven games? Yeah. How many did Mickey coach? Seven? Eight? Uh, I believe nine because, uh, yeah, Frost was let go one, at one and two. Okay, so so if 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 he coached nine games and we look fifteen percent better, then that 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 should go to show you. And he never been a head coach before. That should go to show you that it's doable with the same guys. That's coaching. Mm. He did it with the same guys. What here? How did he know that? How did how did Bill Bush know? I can't wait to talk to Bill Bush again. How did Bill Bush know that Hosgrove could play? Just look how big. I mean, just I mean, practice. He 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 seen something in practice. I mean, if 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 you're gonna throw a guy in the fire like that, you see something you like. I mean, just you you take out the size factor right there because that's probably was the number one thing about him that everybody talks about. Ooh, I see this little guy. I'm finna go up to the line and destroy him. No, then the coaches see a little guy with a big playability. You know, he's a small guy, but he plays bigger than anybody on the team. So that's one thing they seen about him. What game? What game? What game was it? What game was it when he? Uh... When he finally started playing, what was it, six games in? Uh, what game was that? Uh, was it six Purdue? or seven was games in, Bob? Purdue. Yeah, I mean, it might have even been. I'm trying to right think if he started Purdue. Indiana. I'll go back. I'll look at his page because they'll have it. They'll have it listed. Perfect. Nobody got hurt in that room. Nobody got hurt in that defensive back room. So what was so good about Malcolm that after game nine, this true freshman that was. From five eight, hadn't got that much coaching because he was on the the number threes or fours. How was it that he got in and started and was the best defensive back we had? Because yeah. your starter wasn't living up to his capability that he was supposed to live to. He was a weak link. I'm not gonna call him a weak link, but it was something. He wasn't playing like he should have been playing, so he was hurting the team. And the coaches made a, a decision to make the better play, to put the better player out there. So Hartsock did start his first game against Indiana and, and started the final eight games. Perfect. So uh, my my only point is, can Hosgrove, can Malcolm put himself in the game? No, the coach. Okay. The coach can believe can Malcolm. It. Can Malcolm run a defense? If 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 eleven robbers call, can he run a cover zero? He has a man out of cover zero. Oh, I said if okay. Um, let me put it to you since you want to look at little stuff. If we're running a cover two, does he run man? If he's playing the corner, no. Okay, he can't do that, or he's gonna be out of the game, right? Yeah. Who makes that decision? Uh, whoever calls the plays, the defensive coordinator. It's called a, a coach, a, a coach, or or if you have to audible, I mean, you could audible in the man, but they didn't, they don't, do, you, you don't do that though. We're, yeah, we're talking about the individual player. Whoever he calls does not make you know, whatever, any decision. Whatever play is called out the huddle, that's what you run. I'm gonna say this again. Then again, when I go back to it, ain't on the players, bruh. It's on the coaches. But you don't think there's uh, obviously a little bit of both there? I mean, the players have to. No. 
Well, it because I don't think it's not. No, not no. Uh, it starts with the coaches. Okay, let's take this for a scenario. When I when I started, Bob, mm-hmm. coach told me he said, you know, there's the person I I took the position from. Well, I didn't take it. Well, I earned it, but. That person wasn't playing bad. He was leading. He was leading team, tackle on the team when I took his position. Mm. So it, it it wasn't that he was playing bad. I mean, probably Hargrove was playing better than the person that's in front of him. But but you discount. First of all, you discount that the guys before you was 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 weak. They wasn't. I didn't say. No, hold up. If you say that when you you came in, Terrell. No, you not, got recruited by. About, hold up, listen, let listen. me finish my statement, Terrell. Before you do have an early call of duty, because you do that and it throws me off, and you know that. So now get me back on track, Bob. <laughs> well, we're just talking about player accountability versus versus coaches accountability. No, but we're talking about Terrell Farley got recruited by University of Nebraska and Coach Osborne and them because they knew that obviously he was great. Obviously, he had something that they saw that could they could fit into the fold of what we were doing. But the coaches made that decision. Yeah. And you you didn't come in and you was you was put in front of somebody to start. No, no you had to work your way up. Yeah. And, and they and the said, guy, and the guy who was in front play. of me, and the guy who was in front of me wasn't playing bad at all. He was leading the team in tackles at the time when I when I when I started. Started, so that's the thing. Like, like we said, Hargroves. What's his name? Malcolm. Yeah. Okay. Who was the starter? Tommy Hill. Yeah. What? So what did the Tommy Hill do wrong that the, the, to get replaced? That's the only thing I'm saying. Who's saying something about do wrong? We talking about putting the best eleven players yeah. out on the field, and that's what I'm saying. Like coaching, and I'm team. telling it to make a point of if Malcolm was if he was good enough to be better than all of our defensive backs as far as his stats and what he did in picks. If he was good enough to do that then, he was good enough to do that at the start of the season. He went through through camp. Well, he has to, How come those defensive coaches that got fired didn't see that Malcolm was the best, one of your best defensive backs? He was like number three or four. And sometimes okay? that, that, so, that... So, so to me, coaching... Coaching is 90% of it. 10% is the guys that you chose. You chose those guys. You get more money. There's so much money out here in college football. When you go to recruit guys, you should know all about them. Yeah, and and, and when you said coaches-wise. Now, Coach Fisher probably knew he was ready. But Coach Shenander has the final say-so. So that's the that that was the only thing we didn't see that young man till Shenander got out of here, and Shenander was probably the one who said, "No, nah, we're not going to play him. We don't need him. We're going to need him. We got all these guys right here." But you know, even coach, the defensive back coach said, "Oh, coach, he's ready." So when Shenander left, that's when that young man played, and that's when we seen the change. Well, however you want, however it is, I'm just simply telling you that, you know. Um, if I'm a coach and I'm coaching, I'm I don't, I'm not gonna coach for a coach. If I if I'm t- if if you put me in position in responsibility for the defensive backs and you say that's your call, because you're not gonna micromanage me, and then you turn around and micromanage me, guess what I'm doing? 
All right, coach. Appreciate it. What? Like I said, but but the money make you yeah. the money makes you the money makes you accept the BS that comes with coaching football. Yeah. And so I, you're only as good as your head coach. Yep. Or the defensive coordinator. I, excuse me. Um, you keep saying throwing the coordinators up. Let me say this again. You can have the best coordinators in the world if your head coach stinks. It don't matter. Yeah. Because he's gonna make bonehead decisions. I'll give you one. Matter of fact, Bob, give us a bonehead decision that a coach made. <laughs> Onside kick. <laughs> did, did the, can the coordinators make that decision? No, they can just say, no, coach, don't kick it. Well, then he got the, he's got the jurisdiction to kick it anyway. So I'm just – I really want to put the silence back on the coaches. I really do. I think it's their responsibility to get these young men ready and to get them ready to go on Saturday, and that means doing what they're doing. Muhammad, you're on the line. What say you, my I'm friend? On the line. Man, I love this conversation, D. I love you, Farley. What's going on, my guy? What's going on, Abdul? Now, BJ, 92, yes, that's a big percentage. That's a big percentage, coaches to players, and let me tell you why. I want you to okay. think about that. Okay. How many coaches do you think changed at Nebraska from the late 80s to when we start winning? You said how many players what? How many coaches do you think uh, changed on the roster at Nebraska? Maybe one or two. Maybe late- one or two. So Maybe, maybe one or two of those. Right. So think about this. What do you think changed that Nebraska started winning championships? You got a different breed of players. They start recruiting guys that was multiple sport guys. They start they stop looking at getting these big bulky these big bulky guys and said we're going to get an Abdul Muhammad who's not your prototypical size of receiver, but a get in as a true freshman and go over the middle. That's right. So, with that being said, that has a lot to do with coaches, but that also has a lot to do with players. Mm. And if you if you really want to look at it, go ask Bill, Bill Belichick now with the New England Patriots. I do I agree with you 100%, but when I say 90 to 10, here's let me put some context to that now. Go when ahead. you are doing a rebuild, right, you guys are going over to Central now. You're doing a rebuild. That's right. When you go over there to do that rebuild, there's not a player over there that's going to be able to tell y'all how to do something, is it? They won one game, VJ, so you are correct. See? So you, you guys – if you if you go into the season and then start blaming the players like it's their fault that we can't win, we don't have the talent, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying right now, year one, it is 90% coaches. And it's up to you to put those guys in your program in year four, five, six, and seven that there's no excuses now because you recruited those guys. Now it is on the player. I want to let you know that I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but what I'm saying is 90-10 is a big number, right? Rebuild. Because you you said it, BJ, 
you got to have some dogs. You have to. And you're one? Getting dogs, you're right, is a part of coaching. That's old coaching. That's old coaching, especially in college, where recruitment is almost one of the, it's the top thing pretty much. If I'm you doing, let me ask you dogs and players that can go, you don't plan on winning the conference championship, let alone playing in the national championship. It just won't happen. Let me ask you a question. So, you know, you got little leagues. You know, the, from the little leagues, okay. you get your high schoolers, right? Okay. If if a, only a good coach worth his salt builds a relationship with those little league teams, why does he do that? Yep. So that so when these guys get ready, thank you. And then hopefully you treated them right in high school that their mother and father or whoever that's going to make a decision to send them to you, they know that you're going to develop them. But you chose them. Now, high school's different, right? You don't really get to choose all your players. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. So you can have the best player. I do. You know this, right? You even on a little league level, right? You can have the best player, but if that joker don't know what he's doing, is he the best player? No, and that's for anything. That, that's football, baseball, tennis, soccer, whatever sport it is. If, if the guy doesn't have the IQ to play that sport, uh, he's dummy down to the level of everybody else, pretty much. Now, let's assume all your players, when you go in to, to do a rebuild, don't know the offense or defense that you're running. Now you got to get them to where it's 50-50. Your, the, perfect, right. the perfect match, Abdul, what we had having you guys to teach us younger guys was we had 50-50, 50 on the coaches and 50% on the players like yourself that talked to me and taught me that at six foot, I could play tight end. VJ, that's 100% where I'm at. That 50-50, you're 100% up where I'm at, VJ. And that's why I say uh, a lot of it is on playing too, VJ. And the reason why it went that long is because those bonds with each other as players. No, V, we ain't doing that. That ain't the way we go. Hey, V, on this play, man, I see you and Vegel. You know, playing around with dude, man, man, knock his goddamn helmet off. Stop playing. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's, that's, that's players. That's what we were doing as players. Right? Coach Osborne, yeah, when you knock him down, uh, uh, pick him back up, help him up. As players, man, don't help nobody up. They ain't got on that Nebraska because at the end, man, we ain't helping nobody up. All right. I'm doing you go you gonna stick can you stick around, Abdul? I got a little time. All right. We're gonna we're gonna have Abdul on the other side of this segment. Uh black shirt. Yes, sir. And, and I'm gonna take it out. Problem. I'm gonna take it out. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about what VJ called a what 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 we said it was a a makeover. Or what how did you say it? A rebuild. A rebuild. A rebuild. I wanna talk rebuild. about rebuilds when we come back. How TCU went from Five and seven to twelve and two with a new coach, and I didn't hear Sonny Dykes ever say rebuild. This is the Captain Show. 
I'm Terrell Farley, the black shirt. I'm with the Rashawn Jackson, the captain. We got Abdul Muhammad on the line, former Husker, former national champion. And I'm with Bach. And we'll be back.